the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I will be your host for today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. And Financing Solutions, if you don't know about us, is the leading provider of lines of credit to small nonprofits in the United States. We've been around for over 10 and a half years. We are very well known. Uh, if you're interested in getting a line of credit for your nonprofit, which I would highly recommend, not just because I work here, but because it's just, uh, it's just I get so many compliments for from clients saying thank you know that they're really happy that they have it. Um, but visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Again, nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Today, I am excited to be speaking with Allison Knott from Allison K Consulting. Allison K Consulting is a is a CEO and web consultant. Uh, uh, she is a CEO and I uh, say SEO and web consultant that helps nonprofits and social enterprises convert the curious into clients, advocates, and donors. She's an international speaker and educator who's passionate about the intersection of web creativity and marketing. Her main mandate to raise web and digital marketing literacy for small but mighty teams putting good into the world. Allison, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. And I am so excited for you to be here. Uh, and the reason being is that I am actually, for a layman, an SEO expert. And, um, and you know, the way that my company generates leads is, uh, uh, is uh, almost 100% through SEO. Which oh, is fantastic. Yeah. So for SEO, it's search engine optimization. And we're going to get to that. Um, and today's topic that we're going to cover, which I, I love, 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 love today's topic. I'm actually going to email this, this podcast out to everyone that we have in our database for nonprofits is SEO for nonprofits, how to get free advertising. Um, and you know, that, that's, I, I would, it's a kind of, it's, I don't know if I like the word advertising, but I like the way you said it in your biography, you know, that your objective is to help, uh, you know, uh, nonprofits get clients, get advocates and to get donors and SEO. I think we're going to talk a lot about that today as well. Mm -hmm. So let's start off with the most basic stuff, because certainly if you haven't uh, used SEO, you have no idea what SEO is. What is SEO? It's essentially, does your website show up when your potential audience is Googling or on Bing? But we'll probably focus mostly on Google. It's the biggest yep. search engine. But it's, you know, it's really critical to think about what do you do if your ideal audience doesn't know the name of your nonprofit? Yeah. And, and right? so, yeah, <laughs> I agree. So, so uh, you know, what everybody should know is the in, in Google – which is 90% of the search engine traffic. Um, the first two to three entries on Google are paid for searches. People, and you kind of, people know that they know they're advertising, it's paid for searches. But the next uh, positions on the first page uh, could be two to seven, or could be three to eight, uh, or, or whatever. Those are 
uh, natural searches. Mm-hmm. And those are, you're not, they, they aren't paid for. And Google goes through a complicated. Uh, Indeed. You know, yeah. It's, it's uh, actually, they look at 200 different things to determine relevancy because what they want to do for the searchers is the people who are searching is give you exactly what you want when you are searching so that you don't uh, have to keep looking. That's exactly right. So, Mm -hmm. so those articles come from websites, right? And it could come from your nonprofit website. So, so, you know, uh, so I don't need to belabor it. So that's what SEO is. It's natural searches. It's in essence free, right? Uh, You know, kind of, right? Yes. You got to create content. You have to do it in the right way. And we're going to talk about that today. But, mm-hmm. let, you know, so now that we've defined what SEO is, um, let's, I, I love case studies. I love ca- real life scenarios. Sure. So let's talk about, you know, most of our listeners here are smaller nonprofits. Yes. And, you know, 3 million, 1 million, 500,000 a year revenue, even smaller. So let's talk about, give me a client of yours that's a smaller nonprofit. And tell me the scenario, you know, they, they came to you, where were they in this process? Uh, you know, how did you help them? What, what the re- end result was? Tell me all about it. Sure. I think um, I'll have to do some um, scrubbing a little bit of the details here just out of those pieces. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A good example I like to use is um, a lot of uh, nonprofits get kind of hung up on what it is they do, the outcomes, the change they're trying to make in the world. And often with nonprofit work, we have our own lingo, but sometimes our, our prospective donors and our advocates and the people who are going to really rise up and, and support us in our mission don't often use that language, especially if you're trying to grow that space. So an example I like to give when I kind of get people thinking a little bit more about SEO, number one, Google might have a huge checklist, but your job is to convince people. Um, that's the point. So an example I like to give is, uh, I'm not sure what the language is in the States, but up here in Canada, a lot of what we might traditionally call women's shelters are referred to as transition houses. Yep. Um, And there's more language that's being evolved around that. And so um, with a couple of um, different transition houses I've worked with, with the team, we would be revamping a website. And of course, one of the key things that would come up is how can we you know, deepen the mission of people to understand domestic-based violence and, you know, gender-based violence and, and, and these sorts of things. And not only just to reach those who need our services, but also the advocates and the volunteers and all these things that make it happen. So part of that SEO work was really making sure that we had intention in the way we wrote the pages together, that they, number one, were positioned in a way that, um, you want to make sure the wording, if you're, if when you're looking at a page, so just straight off the bat, Google doesn't look at your whole website, every single little page, every blog post is its own little ecosystem, its own little topic harbor, you could say. So with the clients, what I would do is we would 
pick out pages where maybe we needed to boost up the content where they were very focused on the name of the transition house and the the location they serve. And we want to include some common questions, some language around not only using transition house, but also women's shelters. And so part of SEO is it's like a really great creative writing experience, honestly, of what language does your key audience use? And from there, they're able to expand their searches. I've seen results as like new collaborators with other um, influencers in the space, right? So as more nonprofits are not just relying on social media, some of the results we've seen is people who tangentially wanted to get involved, but didn't understand the language. So when they were Googling opportunities to speak at this or to volunteer their time, they're searching women's shelters and these new websites are coming out and they're all saying transition houses and Google who's doing its best to try to organize this is like, well, they didn't say that. So we're not going to deliver it. So that's one area. And I think above and beyond just the, you know, we want to get on page one of Google, hope that you have. It really helps. I have a firm belief that SEO is the foundation of marketing, because if you're able to explain on a page without you or your, you know, your key officers there to have a big long spiel about what you're all about. If you can convince people when they're in a moment of search that what you provide is what they need, darlings social media is easier, writing copies easier, doing pamphlets is easier, presentations is easier because you have to get really focused on who do you serve? What do you accomplish? And how, what is that transformation that happens? So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a great comment. I mean, so you're, you're, what you're saying uh, leads me into what I was thinking as you were saying, uh, as you were talking, and that is it helps you understand, quote unquote, your customer, right? Yes, yes. And, and, it, and I yeah. think- and that's a big part of SEO because, so, you know, let's say the most basic of, of things is you start saying, you know, I, I want to start uh, getting some traffic from SEO. I want to get mm-hmm. some people visiting our website. So we're going to start writing articles. We're going to ah, start, yes, yes, right? we're gonna start yeah. blogging. In order to do that, someone like Allison or other, uh, you know, there's, there's tools out there mm-hmm. that will help you see what people are typing into Google. Absolutely. That's the thing. And this is free. And I'm, and I, without getting too deep in tactics, you're going to just type stuff into Google and Google will tell you it drops down and actually says what's happening. Yeah. And there's, it goes again, deeper than that. A, a neat thing that if there's anyone listening right now, who's been like, we've tried SEO and it wasn't really for us. Um, 15% of the searches on Google today were never asked before. And there's also huge value when you answer a question or you, or you address a topic so specific to the bottom of the funnel. Like you don't just want volunteers. You're looking for someone with 25 years experience with dementia, people who uh, suffer from dementia and you're looking to, you know, you can, you know, if they're writing articles around, the end goal is to get the volunteer with experience to come work with your organization or volunteer. But you're leading in with what kind of question was Suzanne with that experience? What might she be searching in Google? What is she trying to find? You use those words and you put them on that blog post. So the content isn't necessarily about what your nonprofit does. The content from an SEO writing perspective is attracting people in moments of catalytic moments. They're thinking of something. They want to do something. They're inquisitive about something. They're transitioning. And the more, you know, the more specific we get, the better it is. Because the more topical, if you, you know, again, with, with uh, again, I'll use transition houses as an example. 
a lot of uh, missteps that nonprofits take um, is when we write the content, we're going to just write about you know, um, gender-based violence. And there's nothing wrong but writing about that. But there are so many educational articles that Google might favor first, because Google might think that people who simply type in gender-based violence are looking for research reports. Yep. But if you get into um, volunteer opportunities for gender-based systems in New Jersey, Ah, all of a sudden, Google, by the way, folks, Google's got millions and millions and millions and millions of results. It's got to cram onto one page. So it's doing its best to serve different things to different people. And so keep in mind, right. And keep in mind that they, they want to provide different messages on their pages because they one person might be talking about one end of transitional housing. Another mm -hmm. person might be talking another, and they want to give people uh, possibly different results so that when you scan the page, you, they, maybe you're the result that they're looking for. And so, yes. you know, I, so let me tell you, I, having, I've been involved with SEO for 20 years, the opportunity for a nonprofit if they do SEO, not even halfway decent, yeah. is unbelievable, <laughs> right? If you just write articles and do a little research before you write them. Yes, that's key. Definitely. Because you know, yeah. I don't think any of our, my clients, uh, we don't talk about it, but I don't think any of our credit, our, 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 our clients that have lines of credit use SEO, right? As a, as a strategic tool. It's yeah, it's on the bottom of the list and I understand why it is. It's got, it's got its own marketing issues for sure. But sometimes, so part of like when I do audits with clients is, you know, give me, I don't call them comp competitors. I call them the contemporaries in your space. And I'm going to say specifically in the nonprofit and a lot of the social enterprises spaces that I work with, my results are, don't you even worry about it. They haven't even touched this. And that's unbelievable. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I get it. It's, it's, I consider it, again, I'm going to use a Canadian analogy. So all you Canadians out there will love this. This is investing with RSPs. This is not going on and going on and just kind of grabbing a quick sale. This is a long term dividend thing. You do work on SEO, you don't see results immediately. And I understand why that creates some hesitation with teams. But it's sort of like you you do the research first, you write the article, but the article is making dividends as time goes on. And Google number one figures out as a little robot that it is, what is this about? And it starts feeding, it starts testing, it starts sending your piece of content to search results. People click it, they like it. And by liking Google, all Google really cares about is they didn't come back to the search results, right? They didn't go, oh, it's not for me. The more that moves on, it just kind of snowballs. So SEO is like planting a seed and growing a tree, but that tree is going to give you the juiciest peaches. Or you could totally just go to the store and get peaches, which is like, again, social media, great. Right. Those are like, you have to keep going to the store and buying your peaches. You got to keep making the posts. SEO, you research once, you write it once, and then it just plants the seed. And then as more people get it, it can be And what's good. really good too is the residual, residual value too, yeah. is that it stays on there for a very, very, very long time. And, and so, you know, you might have one article that just lasts three, four, five years at the oh, top position. that's actually generally, yes. So, yeah, especially yeah. in like the competition, yeah. like MySpace, finding the, the, the two most expensive, uh, most competitive spaces in the United States. Number one is um, injury lawyers. 
Can imagine. Right? Yep. Yep. Number one is injury lawyers <laughs> because they make so much money off of a case. And number two is financing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a very competitive space. So, you know, nonprofits, I'll go back to what I said before. It's, you have such an incredible opportunity to either educate people, to get, yes. get, get volunteers, to get donors. Uh, it's just such a great strategy. And I'm going to just throw out this. I know the biggest hesitation that most people might have is the time, right? Because executive directors, they're running around with their head cut off. It's they, they're, they're so busy. And, you know, in order to do this, you got to be able to write articles. But what I would say is interns are good at writing articles, potentially. Uh, volunteers are good at writing articles, potentially. I mean, a lot of times you might get somebody who's a, a, a volunteer for your organization who does, you know, a lot of writing for a living. And There's they'd, that, be, yeah. they'd yeah. be happy to do it. And, and as the executive director, all you need to do, and I did this for a long time, is, you know, let's, let's skip over how to pick a, a, a content to write about, but, or, or I'm saying how to write an article. Not only write an article, how to uh, pick- Optimize the topic, it for SEO. Or, pick the topic that you're going to write mm -hmm. about, right? Mm -hmm. and, and let's skip that for a second. Um, what I used to do for a while was, you know, I had a paid writer. I always have paid writers. But I had a paid writer and um, and I would just dictate to her. I'd say is, you know, we'd, we'd come up with a subject matter and then I would just, you know, go off the top of my head. You know, why did, why would somebody want a line of credit? And then I that's, would just. That's just it. That's, yeah. that's, see, this is, but again, you're getting back to that moment, right? Um, and for a lot of nonprofits, they don't realize you've probably already collected. You're a little squirrel with a lot of nuts that you can actually reuse. Yes. So when I work with small teams, like my job is not to turn this into a newsroom you didn't have before. It's what, what is already available in your annual reports? What are common questions that the people you're trying to reach? What do, what are the questions that your volunteers come up with? What are misconceptions about the mission you're on or the topic that you cover? And that almost unlocks it. So people, when they hear SEO, they get all like, oh no, it's Google. It's going to be technical. And I'm like, ah, just pause. Like the goal is people. You're writing for people and we're going to reuse what you already have. And we're going to build upon it. You write that and then massaging it so that the algorithm can read it correctly, which actually isn't that big of a deal. I think a lot of SEOs, I think honestly, there might be a little bit of we make more money if we kind of scare you into this and get you into long retainerships. So that's just, it's, it's against my ethics around this. I believe in enabling teams. And like you said, interns, I have seen a shift happening where nonprofits that have like gener uh, gen, gen Z's on board, they shove them into the social media part. And the Gen Zers like, I don't, I'm not on this. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to dive deeper. I come from a writing background. I come from a content creation background. So SEO is an opportunity to keep the people you have on your team who are younger. Cause I have found those are the folk I work with. I don't, you know, with the, with the, with the EDs, it tends not to be the ED. Ultimately it ends up being the person handling comms and it's usually someone younger. So it's deeper and it's answering questions. And it's just, again, not about the end result. So some people have this weird thought in nonprofit that if I write the perfect article, that person just wakes up one day and goes, I want to volunteer at a, at a shelter. And they wake up and they read one article and they convert. No, that's not the point. SEO is 
to quickly gain the like, no trust factor, and then push them towards how could they connect with you next? Is there a newsletter? Do you have an open webinar or open session where you're going to be looking for new volunteers or, you know, like it's, it takes, especially when we're looking for people who are going to be integral to our systems, we got to treat SEO too. We're not talking about um, selling socks here. And a lot of SEO advice is geared towards e-commerce and like direct to consumer. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is a whole different headspace for me when I want to buy new pink socks and when I'm heavily considering investing my time and energy into a highly sensitive or highly involved organization. That takes yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think it also the questions that come out are become it, it just makes you a better organization to like mm. you were talking about writing the content. Maybe you get together as a team, and discuss things that are going on in your industry. And that's what you write about. It just, it every gets starts to get everybody on the same page and it doesn't take yeah. long. I mean, one of the sites that someone turned me on to a long time ago is called answer the public. It's answer the public.com. Yes. Right. So if you go in there and you type in a little bit of, you know, about your industry, It'll give you the questions that people are typing in to Google. Um, I'm assuming they're using uh, Google. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, like you say transitional housing. Like, so people might be saying, I mean, this is the most obvious, uh, uh, where can I find transitional housing? You know, they might be find, finding, you know, how can I donate to a place in, in New York that provides traditional housing, they might be typing those type of questions in. Mm. And then you see them because you're doing SEO work and you're like, oh, you know, so that information not only helps you with SEO, it helps you understand what people out there are asking. Yes. And yes. so it makes you a better organization. And then to really hit it out of the park, the one caveat I have about Answer the Public is it's often not long tail enough. So there's like, like I said, whoops, earlier that to, just to stop short of transitional housing, Google has no idea what your intention is when you pop that in. So often when I talk to clients and I just like, let's have a fun exercise. What terms do you wish your content would show up yeah. for? And it's always the topic. And I'm like, no, it needs to be that plus something else, plus New Jersey. For a lot of nonprofits, you only have a certain um, locational area. So once you figure out from something like Answer the Public what the common questions are, make sure that those common questions aren't already being answered by other places that would be very hard for you to compete with. So we like to call those Google research papers where lots of, um, in, again, you can outsource writing for SEO. I put a big big warning on that. You can get it very affordable, but what you're going to get is a often almost plagiarized only 500 to a thousand word thing that doesn't actually talk what makes you special as a nonprofit. It just sort of answers these questions as if it was a test, but that's not going to move the needle forward. So being what we call modifiers. So adding your location into your content or adding something that's very specific to your need right now. So if you're looking for male identifying people to volunteer at your transition house, right? If that's something you're trying to move forward in your DEI space, like there's, you can get deeper and people are like, I'm afraid of writing that because answer the public or another good free one is called keywords everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something you install on your browser. It will also check YouTube, which is really cool. It'll actually tell you what other terms people were typing. But if you just kind of stop short of there, a lot of other people have these tools. They write to just answer those questions. They don't get deep to what makes your nonprofit special and what makes it unique. Because Google wants to do good by its searchers. I, I'm told. I don't know. I don't, I don't work for Google. I just hope. But again, it's really important that make your content so specific to the way your nonprofit sees this, this mission, the way your nonprofit is answering it. What do you need out of your volunteers? Not just classically what people expect. And that could be, well, that could be part of the problem why you don't have volunteers or advocates in the first place or lacking because there's there's information that doesn't match the culture or the intentions of your organization. Yeah. So let's go back to the case study. And that was, it was transitional housing. Um, and so were they doing SEO before they came to you? No. Okay. No. So, so how did they find out about you? A speaking engagement or something? Uh, it, I believe it was. And at the time I was still more focused on, um, rebuilding websites, but I always had an SEO um, edge to it because again, I want more people to see the good you put into your world. So it's one of those things, of course, the nonprofits, you do one site in particular vertical and, and, or, you know, a client, and then you kind of get a couple of more. So it was always the, the SEO work, like you said, becomes also a team, uh, team slash marketing project. So you can kind of get a couple of birds with one stone with it. Okay. So, so then they came to you and you said, what was their main purpose of, of, uh, why they want, what, so what did it start out being? What, what did they want to get out of the SEO work? The ED was incredibly forward thinking and was really interested in what does, our interaction with our community look like in the future. Wow. So really, really interested in um, like um, getting out of just assuming that people in need would phone when a lot of results were pointing towards chat, right? So I'm not in a position to call when I'm in a critical situation with my spouse, but if I'm just on my phone, they just think I'm talking to my aunt, right? So this ED was really forward thinking in what's the, what's where are we now in this space and not people thinking simply in terms of when the crisis moment happened. Um, as well for specifically for transition houses, there's a lot of educational components, um, uh, in terms of like what, you know, gender, gender conversations and, and, um, women's equity or, you know, non-binary people and that. So there was a whole thing. It wasn't just make our website pretty. It was, how can we meet people today where they are and let's stop leaning on what was easy and not, you know, did, set it on autopilot that we've been doing before because it's not working. There were misconceptions. They were, you know, um, it was in the middle of COVID of course too. So people were, <laughs> You know, everyone was all cut up trying to move all their furniture to these transition houses when what they really needed were people to help out, you know, with consult uh, with the with the um sorry, the um counseling and things like that. So they were just really forward thinking in that. But they didn't come saying we want SEO. It was let's bring our website into 2021, 22. So they didn't even know about SEO at the time, I guess maybe. No, they had they had they knew they knew enough to be dangerous. They knew the they knew there was potential, but they didn't understand how it fit with them. They didn't okay. get how it could work for them. Okay, so you came up with an action plan. Um uh what was the action plan going forward? The action plan going forward was um any content that's going to be written or updated if possible, we had to make sure we were having transparent conversations of the purpose of that page. Not all the content was going to be SEO winners because it just wasn't natural to 
looking for something, right? It had to meet the needs of, um, you know, partnerships or collaborations. It was more just your meat and potatoes. What is it like to come into the space if I have to? What are the signs of, um, of abuse if I'm a coworker or like a family friend? But then the rest of it was, well, if we understand what you're trying to grow, your key areas, is there new content that we can develop? And what did you already have on board? What did you already talked about? Um, what was already written? Because again, very small team and very busy. And so, and the other component was training the people who are going to be making the website updates to think about it from a space of SEO. So this is where I get into a bit of formatting, but again, folks, it's sort of like just dust off your knowledge of when it used to have to write like research papers in university. It doesn't have to be cold and calculated, but it was like, what is the title of this page? What are the subheadings of this page? Are we just banging out a 500 word page that no one's going to look at and we're going to make five Facebook posts for? Let's not do that. So it was being more strategic about how that website was going to house it, knowing what content was going to be SEO friendly or not, and how did we write towards that? So it wasn't like I would deliver five pages for them and we were going to monitor this for six months. It was about giving the, the team the tools to understand just a new way of speaking, basically, as they were writing. So uh, they began to follow that strategy. Um, the then they started to uh, measure results or see results where they, uh, how did it? So tell me the results. I mean, I don't mean like statistically, were they happy with the results? How did it change the organization? Uh, did they, where did they trans transition to after the initial um, project? I actually don't have an answer for that. Oh, still going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, like all good things, sometimes other projects come up um, oh. and some other initiatives, there was some really great um, opportunities for them to pursue other pieces. So this one I'm thinking about in particular, unfortunately, we didn't continue the engagement long enough mm. for me to see those results. Okay. I've picked them in particular because I think they're a good, not so much a case study, but a way for nonprofits to understand the classical stopping point, which is this doesn't work for us. So I do apologize. I couldn't tell yeah. you necessarily that. Um, and again, it is time consuming. So a good SEO project could take three, six, eight months, um, especially if I'm trying to kind of step away and just meet with your team every couple of weeks. So again, it's a long-term play. So I don't have, unfortunately, any data to, yeah. to, to prove well, so that. Pick, yeah. pick another client and, and we've already kind of did the, the beginning part, but in general, what have you seen with clients that you've already been working with and how they transition from Oh, well, so, I mean, I liked the, the transition, uh, housing woman's vision that was mm -hmm. very progressive and, yes. you, know, you know, but in general, people come to you probably, I would imagine with something very simplistic and then it grows. Um, but what has been for, for clients that you've worked with where the SEO has gone very well, mm -hmm. what have you seen? I have seen, number one, an ownership in understanding how the internet actually digests your content. 
And that can't, that is so understated because again, you've got a small team, you're busy in writing and everyone knows to write a bunch of blog posts, but no one bothers to read it. It's sort of like getting, having a bank account and never getting a bank receipt. So you have no idea how much cash you have. So mm-hmm. the first thing is just that ownership inside of it. The second is a reduction in the work that has to be done and what's being created. Because once they start to see uh, if I'm doing work, especially like there's a monitoring, monitoring component to this. So some organizations can directly say, absolutely, we did this work and we've noticed an uptick in donors based on the questions we've asked, right? Like just getting started. Again, SEO takes time. For others, it's more about, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. It's more about, do, do, do. Sorry, Stephen. I have completely gone blank there. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited about that. I guess oh, so. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they begin to see... Um, when we, when I show results of maybe, yes, Google got you there, they start to see themselves in the grand space of these results. And so I'm able to say, well, remember three months ago, we thought we would never even get close to this organization that has three times the team members and two writing staff and all of that. I'm like, we've actually knocked off 10 pages. We've moved up the ranks in Google now. And they're like, does that mean we have, we have, we have visitors? Yeah, we're going to get there. But we've already won half the battle because we've retrained this robot to understand where we fit in that context. So that is why I don't necessarily see direct ROI at that stage. You can see movement, which was way better than just we wrote and it didn't work and therefore we didn't do it. Um, and also I would say things like downloading um, white papers, getting onto newsletters, that is often more successful than hoping that a, than tracking necessarily a big donor came through one SEO article. Again, people are in certain catalytic moments that they're reading. So if you're able to use SEO as a doorway into people understanding what you know, like, and trust, you have more realistic results. Again, this is not e-commerce. So thinking that you're going to get ROI on SEO for nonprofits when you're watching videos for people that sell mugs with stuff printed on it, it's not fair. Because again, you know, we're in the world of being different and complicated and complex things. So that's what I would say to that. It's more about understanding how the technology is getting there and matching when people are on Google, how do we begin that conversation and then we fold them into our work. So all the other work you did as a nonprofit, getting the newsletter out, getting the success and transformational stories of the people you work with, having more eyeballs towards that so that deepens what they want and then turns them into the advocates in that. That's the reality I feel that needs to be said about SEO. It's not a silver bullet, but it's the best way for you to catch people when they didn't even know you were on their radar and then you convert them into that nurturing path. I would I just, say that's my experience anyways. I'm not a big fan of social media as I think it's just a tool to disseminate information. And I think a lot of executive directors and board directors think that social media is the way to go where really I, I think the social media, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, SEO or the content writing is really the priority. And then you uh, put that information into your search engines. I'm sorry, into your social media and not say, I I think the tendency is because most people who are executive directors or board directors are, are experienced people. They're not as familiar that they, they know the buzz behind social media and mm. and they think that's the trend 
But like, so I'll give you another example. Direct mail, as you know, direct hard copy mail, like out of Vogue, right? Out of style, right? But guess what? Because nobody's doing it, if you go to do it, it works. <laughs> the delivery has to match the messaging, it right? Does. So, it, like, yeah, for there's me, a lot to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not interested at all in changing my cell phone pro- uh, um, service, and yet my internet company dropped me this little piece of paper. I hadn't thought about it, and now I'm their customer again. Over a piece of paper, but you know that was their they could afford to do it. But yeah. you're right, like the Vogue, it's like if what you're gonna if what you're trying to do is very specific to a location, direct mail might be perfect because you don't need it to go to everybody. But again, there's the cost of the paper. We're putting yes. it into the environment. Um, you got to print the printer and the designer and, you know, and, and, and again, every, it's, it's all got to be an ROI. It's got to be turn on investment. And uh, what my, my point, I'm not suggesting that you everybody <laughs> here do direct mail. Okay. What I'm suggesting <laughs> is the things that you think are trendy and that work aren't always true. Okay. And, mm. and so, you know, I think SEO or content generation on your website. Oh my goodness. Is yes. the first place that you should be putting time and effort into, not expansion of your social media strategy. I would actually firmly agree with you. And we could have half this conversation into content distribution, which is my other big thing, um, right? Because yeah, because again, small, busy teams. Again, I'm all about, let's gather the acorns you already have and let's turn that into acorn pie. Let's not go get more acorns, right? So taking that content that you already have and like social is a social piece, right? Like you get more out of it when you have someone who could be attentive to those questions. But SEO is sort of, it, it specifically, it's about, its job is to get people who don't know about you, but know your topic to just go look at your website and they get on that one piece. And then depending on the nature of what that piece is, you can direct them to next steps. Maybe it's just to follow on social because maybe you have an incredibly active TikTok community right? For example. But again, you don't want to just rely on TikTok to bring them there. There might be a really interesting, easy for you to execute, no one else is writing about it, pace that matches TikTok volunteers and what you offer as a nonprofit. You spend a week writing it, getting some pictures, getting some, you know, um, internal team comments or some clients or advocates you work with and you publish it and you're done. There's no more posting it, folks. There's checking it. There might be updating content or, oh, we didn't realize we forgot to include this. But it's like it's it's the the process is once. Social media is is ongoing. ongoing. Yeah, so, yeah, it's once. It's, it's the know, investment. Yeah. So and I, I'll leave this as the, the last thought that I want our listeners to to think about. Um, four and a half years ago, um, the nonprofit NBA podcast is is one of the top podcast ranking ranks, uh, really really high on uh, Apple Podcasts. I think this is like my hundredth and hundred twentieth episode. You've been busy. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yes, I try, I try to do one every two weeks, and you know, and um, so the um, the and it, it really is a good podcast um, because I bring great guests on, like Allison. So um, and so, but I would say this for an Five years ago, I said, you know what? Let me try doing some podcasting. It's inexpensive for mm-hmm. me to do it. Um, I know my our clients uh, are interested in um, hearing from really great guests that are out there. Um, I, I, I think I could be good at it. And But I'll never know 
hmm. if I don't start doing it, right? And here I am, 120th episode, four and a half years later, it generates really great leads for our company. I love doing it. Uh, it's easy. I have a system down. Mm, it's that's it's key just, too. But yeah. so that what's the message here is just get started, right? Do one article every two weeks. I would I listen, spend the money, bring Allison on, okay? Just literally spend she'll get you up and running and simple. And and you start doing it right from the beginning and say, I want to go slow. I want to try it, you know, bring her on and start going. And then, you know, four years later, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, I'm so glad I did it. And you'll be doing it so much better. And everybody's, the, the, again, I want to reiterate the opportunity for you because nobody else is doing it really in nonprofit sectors mm-hmm. is just there's such a great opportunity, both from a local standpoint, I think. Yes, and, huge. You know, so so I think you're going to get results. And if you say, even if you look at doing it more where you are getting an ROI on it, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity there. It's the, the nonprofits are the knowledge experts here. And someone like myself, our job is simply to give you a new tool and or like an almost like a musical instrument, right? We'll teach you how to play it, but you're going to play a certain kind of style and you're not going to pick up a flute if you hate jazz. I'm not going to teach you jazz. We pick up the flute and I'm going to teach you, I don't know, fusion pop or something that you want to play on that, on that, on that flute. So I would say my big thing that I, when I talk to, to the small teams in the EDs is that it seems like it's techie and it's quite a, um, uh, aggressive space. Sometimes it's none of that. So whatever you've thought about SEO, it's probably coming from that e-commerce consumer based um, concepts. There's a whole other world where you have a moment to tell your story in a way that's going to resonate with people. The only difference is they just didn't know to, they didn't know your 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 nonprofit name. That's the only difference. You're yeah. just going to meet them where they are in the comfort of Google, and there yeah. is some real value in that. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. yeah, good for you. Well, listen, that's all the time we kind of have for today. Um, I really would like to thank so much, Allison Knott. It's K N O T T from Allison K Consulting for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like to pace today's podcast, please give us a review. Um, I We are rated five stars on, on our reviews and we have a lot of them and that really helps us get the word out because that's what the, the uh, podcasting search engines use. Right on. Yeah, so you, know, you kind of learn about this stuff as you go along. Um, and of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit or, or just kind of le- just want to learn about it, you can visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com um, or give us a call at 862-207-4118. Um, Allison, if anyone gets in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? They would hop on to allisonkconsulting.com. And I think we're going to drop in the show notes. I have a really yep. fun guide that helps small teams just tick off these little lists. So we'll drop that in the show notes. And I'm a LinkedIn person and I'm a Twitter person. I like to write. You're not going to see me on Facebook. So you can check me out from on those two spaces as Allison Not. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone, you got it. Thank you for putting so much good into the world. And thank you for taking the time to invest in your teams to just put out more good. 
And I echo uh, what Allison's saying too. I end every episode by saying, um, you know, you guys are out there. Your, your listeners are out there. They're doing, they're trying to make the world a better place. Um, you guys are on the front lines. I know Alice and I are both trying to do our parts in, mm. in, in that we all need to be accountable and helpful to other people in our world. And Alice and I do that on an individual basis. But you guys are out there on a front line making the world a better place. I thank you for that. Um, I also want to tell you, too, to make sure you take time for yourself. Because you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're you're not good to your employees, you're not in, in good to your significant others, you're not good to even your own organization. If you don't take care of yourself first, that's the number one rule. So uh, make sure you smell the roses a little bit. Get out there. It's summertime now, um, and uh, you know, just enjoy life a little bit too. Uh, I know you work hard. Um, so everybody, have a fantastic day. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. And please tune in to the next Nonprofit MBA podcast.